morning <laughs> and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. Merry Christmas to anyone we have joining us online or on the phone. We're glad that you are with us in that way, too. And thank you to, uh, to our, our group who's here today. Feels like I should be a little bit closer since we're a smaller group, but uh, 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 I appreciate, uh, uh, appreciate you being here. Uh, hope you are all uh, having a, a good uh, Christmas season, and I'm so grateful to our volunteers and, and to Wendy for, for being here as well and for, for all the music that we've been hearing this, uh, this season. And uh, when you see Dina, uh, thank her for all of the bulletins that she put together this week, too. That's uh, a lot goes into this time. We'll begin our service with uh, our confession forgiveness, if you'd like to turn and face the baptismal font. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who sends the word with angels, who has made flesh among all peoples, and who breathes peace on all the earth. Amen. In Christ we are bold to name our sin and cry out for peace. Holy God, we confess our sin before you. We replace compassion with competition. We seek what is mighty while ignoring the meek. We are quick to anger but slow to forgive. We have not put on love in harmony with you. Wrap us in the grace of your powerful word. Swaddle our hearts with your peace. That all we do in word or deed may reflect your love born among us. Amen. I bring you good news of great joy for all people. God has come among us in the child born of Mary, Christ the Lord. In Christ, your sins are forgiven. You are clothed in peace. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. All-powerful and unseen God, the coming of your light into our world has brightened weary hearts with peace. Call us out of darkness and empower us to proclaim the birth of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Our first reading is from Isaiah, the 62nd chapter. Upon your walls, O Jerusalem, I have posted sentinels. All day and all night they shall never be silent. You who remind the Lord, take no rest and give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and makes it renewed throughout the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his mighty arm, I will not again give you again to be good, to be food for your enemies. And foreigners shall not drink the wine for which you have labored. But those who garner it shall eat it and praise the Lord. And those who gather it shall drink it in my holy courts. Go, th- go through, go through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Clear it of stones. Lift up and ensign over the peoples. The Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth, Say to daughter Zion, See, your salvation comes. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. They shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you shall be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. Word of God word of life. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the isles be glad. Fire goes before the Lord, burning up enemies on every side. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord of all the earth. Confounded by all who worship carved images, and delight in false gods. Bow down before the Lord, all you gods. For you are the Lord, most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods.
Light dawns for the righteous, and joy for the honest of heart. The second reading is from Titus, the third chapter. When the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy, through the water of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. This Spirit he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Word of God, word of life. Holy Gospel according to Luke, the second chapter. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Jesus Christ is born. Alleluia. I pray that the grace, peace, and good tidings be with, you, be with you all this morning, and that you're having a Merry Christmas. Christ was born for you, my dear siblings. And this morning we gather to wonder, ponder, and praise God for that mystery. In my experience, 
It's the day after a significant event that things really start to sink in. It's the time when our identities may begin to shift, questions begin to arise, and transformation may begin to take hold. In the night of Christ's birth, there's a lot of commotion, too much commotion for any kind of reflection, really. The night is filled with the drama of the birth. For Mary and Joseph, there was commotion and stress around finding a place for Mary for her to labor and deliver Jesus. You know, Jesus' birth is described in less than a sentence in the Gospel of Luke, and Mary gave birth, but we all know that there's a lot more to it than that. (laughs) And there's so much to do to care for both mom and baby during and after that as well. For the shepherds in the field, there's the initial shock and terror of the angels Angels in the Bible aren't described in the sweet and sentimental way that we often think of them, but as an overwhelming and even frightening creature. Most angels have to start by saying, do not be afraid, implying there's probably something that's kind of scary going on. The message of the angels leads to a journey to see the newborn king. So there's so much going on the night of the birth It's a night of action and drama, not a time for reflection. It's the morning after when the things start to sink in, that change starts to take hold. This is kind of what I remember about the birth of our baby, too. Mary was born in the middle of the night, and it was only as the sun came up that the reality of all that had occurred and the implications began to sink in. And it's that sense that I have for us this morning. Christmas Day is for reflection and response to all that God has done for us. So in the mid-1960s, there was this guy, this lawyer, named Edward Packard. And at night, Packard liked to tell his kids bedtime stories. And whenever he couldn't figure out how to resolve uh, the story, he'd ask them to weigh in with options. He soon realized that his kids enjoyed the stories more when they helped choose the endings. This interactivity was a valuable storytelling device. It both harnessed the kids' attention and took advantage of their innate creativity. And Packard wondered whether there was a clever way to package this in book form. So during his commute, on a train, he began writing a shipwreck adventure called Sugarcane Island with multiple storylines that required reader participation. This book would eventually become one of the first choose-your-own-adventure novels. Does anyone else remember reading those? (laughs) As the reader, you would get to place yourself in the position of the characters and decide what direction they might take. At the end of a chapter, you'd be given a few options. If the character took this route, turn to page 89. If the character took the other option, you would turn to page 100, etc. And I often think that's how we're invited to read the Bible as disciples of Jesus. We're not standing outside the story. We're trying to participate in it. Options are set before us, and we uh, find our way forward as disciples. 
And so in the story of Christmas, the scriptures put forth a variety of responses from humanity following the birth of Jesus. And I would like to lay them before us here this morning, kind of like a buffet. You can kind of pick the one that you are interested in. So you could call this a choose-your-own-adventure sermon. I'll lay out some possible routes, and you can pick the way forward in your life, given where you are this morning. I see at least five responses from humans, from the human characters in our story. Wonder, ponder, witness, return, and praise. So first of all, wonder. And you'll have to decide if this is where you are this morning. The people in our story respond with wonder to the birth of Jesus. When an angel appears to the shepherd, at first they are terrified. Wonder and terror can be closely related, after all. I think about looking up at the night sky and thinking about how small I am on this big planet and how small our planet is in this big solar system and how small our solar system is, and, the, and you start to feel a little bit terrified, right? Wonder and terror can go hand in hand. Or likewise, if you're floating on the big blue ocean and think about how many fathoms of water are below you, you feel both amazed and terrified. And I think that's the feeling the shepherds felt that night. Likewise, when the shepherds report what they've seen, it says that everyone who heard it was amazed. Wonder carries that sense of amazement as well. So one response you could choose on your adventure today is simply to sit in wonder. Let yourself be amazed by this story again. Go for a walk, look at the sky, realize the creator of the whole world, of the whole universe, came to us as a baby. Let yourself say wow as a word of prayer, a word of wonder and praise. Second of all, ponder. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. Mary hears the report of the shepherds and decides to sit with those words for a while, to treasure them, to reflect on them. The labor and the birth was not a time of reflection, but now in the aftermath, Mary is treasuring and pondering the words about her baby. Perhaps today you're being called to ponder the words of Scripture. Take a copy of the Christmas story, perhaps the one in your bulletin, put it in your pocket or someplace prominent in your home for the next 12 days for the season of Christmas. And then from time to time, maybe three times a day or something, uh, ponder and read these, read these words slowly. Ponder them. Treasure these words like Mary. The third adventure you could choose is to witness. Witness carries both the sense of seeing something and then sharing what was seen. The shepherds go as witnesses. Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place. They go to witness what has happened. But they also witness in the second sense as well. They share what they have heard from the angel. The text says they made known what had been told them about this child. So how could you be a witness today? In a way, you've come to worship to see again, to hear again what God has done, to encounter God uh, at the table, in the word, and in the faces of the people around you. 
but you can also be a witness by telling others about what has been made known to you. Perhaps there's someone in your life who needs good news of great joy, and perhaps you can tell them about the good news of Jesus. A fourth option in our Choose Your Own Adventure is to return. The text says the shepherds returned. In other, way, in other words, they didn't, didn't just abandon their vocation to take care of sheep. Someone had to go back and see how the sheep were doing. So they heard this life-changing news, but they still went back to their everyday lives. Perhaps you're not called to drop everything and move into a monastery or go off into the desert and pray all the time. Some might be called to do that, but maybe not all of us. So maybe you're called to return to your everyday life with this life-changing news in mind. How can the Christmas story help you to return to your family, to your friends, to your vocation with new meaning? Finally, an option you can choose today is to respond with praise. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. We respond together in worship with praise. How else might you praise the Lord today? Praise the Lord in song, praise the Lord in prayer. Uh, Find ways to praise the Lord as a response. I'm not saying that you can only respond in one way. You could respond in all five of these ways, and there might be ways that are unique to you and your situation and your story. But there you have it. Five ways you can respond to the birth of Jesus today. A buffet of options, a choose-your-own-adventure. But in the end, the Christmas story is not about our response necessarily. The birth of Jesus is about God moving toward us in love to save us. God moves first. But perhaps this Christmas day, this story is also an invitation into a deeper path of discipleship. Whichever path you choose, wonder, ponder, witness, return, or praise, I pray you will be closer to the God who loves you, the God who moves toward us in Jesus, the one who meets us in our humanity. Christ is born. Alleluia. Amen.
confess our common faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Joining our voices with the heavenly host and Christians throughout time and space, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Your spirit calls your church to rejoice in Christ's birth. As we gather at the manger, help us see your face in all babies needing comfort and care. Equip the church in the nurture and encouragement of all children. Merciful God, receive our, receive prayer. our prayer. The rocks and streams proclaim your praise. Attune us to the joyful sounds and groaning of your creation. Stir us to tend the earth wisely, that the whole earth may dwell in abundance and peace. Merciful God, receive, receive our, our prayer. prayer. Your messengers declare your joy to the world. Embolden leaders and nations to make your justice and peace known throughout the earth. Uphold justice advocates and social service providers who risk their safety to help others, especially the Lutheran Office for Public Policy in Wisconsin and Lutheran Social Services. Merciful God, receive, receive our, our prayer. prayer. You choose those regarded as lowly to tell the good news of your love. Pour out your mercy and care on all who are sick, grieving, struggling, and the elderly who live alone. Especially we pray for Denia, Donna, Sabrina and Graham, Mark, Lynn, Harley, Kristen, and Bob. Merciful God, receive, receive our, our prayer. prayer. You abide with your people in times of trouble. Accompany families and children who have nowhere to turn. 
strengthen this congregation and local ministries in their care for those fleeing danger, abuse, and neglect. Merciful God, receive, receive our, our prayer. prayer. Your grace and mercy extend to all. Give comfort to those who mourn and assure them of the peace that you have granted those who have gone before us, especially Sandy and Larry. Merciful God, receive, receive our, our prayer. prayer. Rejoicing in your word made flesh among us, we commend these prayers to you. Confident of your grace and love made known to us in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Uh, please take a moment to share a sign of peace with those around you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peace be with you. <laughs> we won't be passing an offering plate today, but there is an offering plate uh, back by the baptismal font for anyone who has an offering with them. And for those of us, for those joining us online or on the phone, uh, there are ways to give on our website, tlcmsn.org or, of course, by mailing in an offering to our office.
Please stand as you are able. And let us pray. Gracious God, your word made flesh brings harmony to the earth. As we offer ourselves and these your gifts, prepare us to receive the grace and truth you offer at this table and renew in us the song of your salvation. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. In the wonder and mystery of the word made flesh, you have opened the eyes of faith to a new and radiant vision of your glory. That beholding the God made visible, we may be drawn to love the God whom we cannot see. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power, God of Holy One, the beginning and the end, the giver of life. Blessed are you for the birth of creation. Blessed are you in the darkness and in the light. Blessed are you for your promise to your people. Blessed are you in the prophets' hopes and dreams. Blessed are you for Mary's openness to your will. Blessed are you for your son Jesus, the word made flesh. On the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, it's my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. With this bread and cup, we remember your word dwelling among us, full of grace and truth. We remember our new birth in his death and resurrection. We look with hope for his coming. Come, Lord Jesus. Holy God, we long for your spirit. Come among us. Bless this meal. May your word take flesh in us. Awaken your people. Fill us with your light. Bring the gift of peace on earth. Come, Holy Spirit. All praise and glory are yours, Holy One of Israel, Word of God incarnate, power of the Most High, one God, now and forever. Amen.
Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated for just a moment while we share some instructions for communion. Um, given the, the size of our group here today, I think we can pretty much all come to the railing at the same time. Uh, you'll go to the, to the side aisle and come forward. In the front of these side aisles, there are uh, two trays with uh, cups. Uh, you'll grab an empty cup and bring it to the railing with you where you are, it will be filled with wine and you will receive bread. If you need or desire grape juice or gluten-free, those are also at these two side tables. Just grab them and bring them to the railing, and then you'll return down the center aisle where you'll place your empty cup in the bowl here. I want everyone to know that everyone is welcome to commune with us today. This is the Lord's table, not Trinity Lutheran's table, and the invitation comes from Christ. Receive this invitation to communion. In Christ's manger... At Christ's table, come see what God makes known for you.
Please stand as you are able. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in God's grace. Amen. Let us pray. We thank you, wondrous God, for Jesus, God with us, in these gifts of bread and wine. As we have shared this feast of love, strengthen us to share your love with all the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God of hope, fill us with all joy and peace in believing, so that we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Through Christ Jesus, the Word made flesh. Amen. Go in peace. Rejoice in Christ our Savior. Thanks be to God.